0: I just want to say we're excited that you're here today. and We really believe that this is more than just a gathering. My name's Tim. I'm one of the pastors here. And if you would just do me the honor, I'd love to have an opportunity just to pray for you. So if you would just bow your heads, let me pray for every person that's here today. God, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to come and gather as one church in one location. We pray, God, right now. That you would just minister to every single person, God you would make yourself known. We know it's hot out today, but we thank you for the beautiful weather. We thank you, God, it's not raining. We thank you, God for your grace and your mercy. We pray God that you would just do something in our hearts today, something that is maybe different than what we even expected today to be. We thank you for your presence here. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, everyone said. Come on, you can do better than that, everyone see Hey, awesome, you guys can go ahead and grab a seat. I'm gonna end my live. I just thought, this is too good of a moment not to capture it. Well, I just wanna welcome all of you that are here today, and man, this is an incredible opportunity. You know, we normally are one church that meets in two locations, and so it's kinda cool for us to come together as one church in one location. Hello? Come on. Hey, do me a favor. If you're from Lancaster campus, make some noise today. Come on. All right, all right. Thank you for coming all the way up here to Canal Winchester. If you're from our Lithopolis campus, make some noise. I know, I know this is home for you. Hey, listen, we're really excited about the future and where God has taken us. You know, just a few hundred yards from here is our new home coming in Canal Winchester. But I'm reminded today, and I wanna just say this, that the church is not a building. What I'm looking at, this is the church. It's the people, it's all of you. It's what God does in and through us every single day. We, do not, we are not defined by a building, but by, by the life that we live and the one that we follow. And so I just wanna say welcome, we're glad you're here. If you're a first time guest, I know it's hot. I'm sorry our air conditioning's not working today. But we're, we're still glad that you're here. And uh, I just want to take a moment, if we could, just to give it up for brew dog, our host, and everybody that's serving, they're going to be serving lunch and all the food and everything. They've been such gracious hosts um, for them to let us just come and really just take over. Um, really, they're very gracious, and I really appreciate that. We're excited to be here. I know a lot of people would say, this is a really odd pairing, a church and a brewery. I know a lot of people think that's maybe kind of odd. Uh, that a church would connect with a brewery, but you know what, I I really feel like um, that it's not odd, I believe that it's exactly what the church is called to do. That we're called to connect with our neighbors, we're called to connect with the people in our community, not just sit inside the walls of our church, but to actually connect. I actually had an interesting conversation this uh, past week. Uh, We were out serving for Exo Week, and I was passing out door hangers to homes and just going around the community to join with us in the initiative, stuff the backpack and, and all of that. And so I went to this one house and I knocked on the door and this gentleman came and answered the door and I told him, I said, hey, we've partnered up with, with uh, NBC4, with Brock Strong Foundation and with BrewDog here at ExChurch uh, so that we can help the community with backpacks and all that. Do you know what he said to me? He said, a church and a bar? That's what he said to me. A church and a bar? I said, well, Brew- dog's more than just a bar. I could tell he had never been there before. I said, they got a phenomenal restaurant. I hope you get to experience their food afterwards. Stick around, eat. Um, I-, I, said, I said, we're partnering with them to make a difference in the community. He could not get past the idea of a church and a bar. He couldn't get past it. And I knew he had never been here before. So I invited him to our experience today. I said, so you probably don't want to come to our actual experience at the brewery then, do you? Oh, no. Never go to church and a bar. And I thought, I feel like that's kind of the problem. Someone who would never been here before who's never connected with the amazing people here, and yet he's already made a judgment about who's here. And I thought, that's the problem today. The problem today that I see, and I wonder if the reason why so many people are turned off to religion, or they're turned off, shall I say, to Jesus, I wonder if it's not because of religion. I wonder if it's not because of people under the guise of religion that have said we don't go there, we don't associate with those people, we don't do that. I wonder if that's not the problem. And I just want you to know something about X Church. Here at X Church, you come to visit X Church today. You come at some other time at one of our campuses next weekend. I just want you to know when you get to one of our campuses, my prayer is you won't find religion at X Church. In fact, I pray that you will lose religion, but maybe you would find Jesus. Because I think religion is part of the problem. We have so much in our world today that is separating, that is dividing us, and can I just say this, what we've seen around the world, is that religion tends to divide, but can I tell you this, Jesus unifies. Religion will divide, we see that all the time. If you don't look like me, if you don't think like me, if you don't believe what I believe, then I'm not associating with you. That's kind of been the message of religion, we see it around the world. If you look different, if you don't believe what I believe, if you don't dress a certain way, if you you don't act a certain way, you're not welcome here. Religion around the world says you can't connect with God by yourself, you're not good enough, you need to connect through a priest, you need to connect through a leader, you need to connect through somebody else. Religion divides, but Jesus unifies. I want you to hear that if you're new today. We're not into religion, we're into an authentic, connection and relationship with God through Jesus. That's what we care about. And I just think there are so many things in this world that already divide us. I gotta be honest with you. There are so many things that have us so divided. We're divided over economic status. Oh, we don't go over there. That's on the other side of the tracks. We're, We're divided by our politics. I've never in all my years lived in a time when politics was so polarizing. Where all of a sudden we are one people, we're not united under God, we're not, we're not even, I mean, it's, it's so sad to me that we can't even have, we can't even have great conversations, we can't even disagree. Today, if you disagree with someone in their politics, then you're their enemy, not their neighbor anymore. That's the problem. We're divided over color of our skin in our world today. Especially here in America still we're divided over what we look like. We're divided over what we listen to We are so divided. We're so divided in this world And let me just tell you this if you look hard enough you can find something different about every person you see around you You can find something different You Find people that talk different than you do look a little different than you do act different than you do, come from a different neighborhood, a different culture, you can find all kinds of things around you to see all the differences in other people. But can I tell you something about Jesus? That's what I loved about him. Jesus didn't see what we see in people. Jesus saw what God put inside of every single person, regardless of the color of their skin, regardless of what they believe, regardless of where they came from. Jesus, this is something amazing. If you don't know who Jesus is, and maybe... The lens that you have of God, the lens that you have of of Jesus and Christianity maybe has been so marred by people and by religion and even, yes, by the church, that maybe you don't have a, a clear view of who Jesus is. One of the most amazing things I love about Jesus is that Jesus didn't care if you were different than him. He didn't care. He didn't care if you were religious or not religious. You know, one of the things I love about Jesus, Jesus did things that in the culture and what time he lived that really revolutionized things for us today. Do you know that Jesus in a culture that oppressed women, Jesus elevated and raised the value of women? Come on, can we can give it up for that. Listen, we think that is a new thing today in the 21st century. Jesus dealt with that back then. Jesus, even children, children were considered property. When Jesus showed up, he said, no, 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 they're not property. Let them come to me. I love children. You see, that's the one thing Jesus came to show us is that God loves every single person, regardless of where they come from, regardless of their gender, regardless of their sex, regardless of any of those things. That's who Jesus is. The one thing I love about Jesus, the one thing he did was he he showed people love. He showed love. That's all he did with people. He loved people who were diseased that everybody else would avoid. He loved people that were downcast, people that were, that were segregated from society. He would go to them. He loved people that couldn't love him and wouldn't love him back. That's who Jesus is. And Jesus did something near the very end of his ministry that really stood out to me as I thought about this entire week that we've had for EXO Week. Jesus did something so incredible. In John chapter 13, Jesus had this moment, this was right before he was gonna be arrested on false charges, where he would go to the cross without even opening his mouth. He would just let it happen. Jesus was so well-respected. I mean, he was loved by everybody except for the religious leaders. When Jesus showed up and and, uh, crowds would follow, Thousands of people would just flock because of the way he loved. That's why they came to him. And Jesus did some, something so incredible. In John chapter 13, he got with his, his disciples, and he did something that was kind of crazy. He, he took off his outer garment, something a rabbi would wear, and just... And his disciples, the people who were under his tutelage, the people who followed him, after a long day in the dusty roads, he wrapped a towel around his waist, he got down on his knees, and he washed their dirty feet. He, he literally got down and cleaned the mud out from the disciples' dirty feet. I want you to think about that for just a moment. Like, here's a guy who's so well-respected in his time that no matter where he went, crowds flocked to him. Someone that is a teacher, someone who's respected as a Lord. This is somebody who would stoop down and do something. Now, today... When you hear about washing feet, like, it's not the same today. Because we got nice shoes on and socks. We got paved roads. Back then, they had sandals on dirty, dusty roads, and their feet were nasty. It was a dirty job. Dirty work. That's what it was. I wonder if any of you know anything about dirty work after this week. Hello? How many of you did something, got sweaty and dirty for XO week? Raise your hand. We spent all week going into our community to do dirty work, to tear out shrubs for people that couldn't, to, to get all sweaty. I got sweaty. I got dirty doing things out in the hot sun. And that's kind of, when you think about serving and you think about doing that, that's what Jesus was doing. He was, it was dirty. And when he got done, this was crazy, he, he stood up. And I wanted to read to you what he said, just two verses. Here's what he said in John chapter 13, verses 14 and 15. He said, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. So what I thought we could do is everybody turn to your neighbor and take off their shoes. And I'm just kidding. Don't do that. It's gross. Alexis, you wouldn't do that, would you? She said, maybe. Verse 15 said, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done. If Jesus would do something like that, and set himself down so low, and do something dirty to serve somebody else, then he would turn and he would look at each of us, and I want you to think he's looking at you today. And Jesus would say, as I just have done for somebody else, why don't you go do it for somebody else? The reason why I say that is because my prayer for this community, my prayer for you if you're here and you're a part of this church and maybe you're new and you're saying, what is next church all about? My hope and my prayer is that we would have an attitude of Jesus. We would be like him where we'd say, you know what? I'm gonna serve my neighbor. I'm gonna serve somebody at school. I'm gonna serve a coworker. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to love people well. Listen, maybe today it's not washing someone's feet. But maybe today it could be helping your neighbor when they need help. Maybe for you today, it could be opening your heart to somebody that looks very different than you do. Maybe today it's gonna be going and reaching out to someone at school this year who's getting bullied. Maybe for you, I don't know what it looks like for you to do that today, but if I could challenge you with this one thing, if I could just say, what is the spirit and the heart of why we're here? Why we gather at the end of an entire week of serving and we could join together as a community, come together. If I could say, what is it behind all of this? It would be that I want to challenge each and every one of you to love well. What does it look like for you and me To love well, I want you to think about that. What does it look like to be patient with somebody that you normally would get angry with? What does it look like for you to demonstrate love to other people? Jesus said these words in that same chapter, verse 34. He said, let me give you a new command. Love one another. In the same way I loved you, here's what he said. You love one another. He said, this is how everyone will recognize you are my disciples when they see the love that you have for each other. That's the command. If you're here today, maybe you're like, I'm not really a religious person. Great, neither am I. If you're here today, and you say, I'm not really a church person. I'll say, that's okay. My, My prayer and desire for you. I would just encourage you. It doesn't matter if you believe what I believe. You may not, that's fine. You're welcome to be part of our community, by the way. You know what we say around here? You don't have to believe to belong. Come on, you don't have to believe to belong. You can come every weekend. You can participate, you can just. you can be part of it. You don't have to believe to belong. What I'm saying to you is, as one human to another, What does it look like for you and me to love well? Love your family well. Love your neighbor well. That's what we're doing with backpacks. We're trying to love people well. People that don't have as much as you have, can you just love them well? Maybe it means being generous, getting out your money and you see somebody in need and you say, I want to help you. That's loving well. And whenever you do that, can I say this? You are more like Jesus than many religious people sitting in church pews every single Sunday. You don't have to believe what I believe to be like Jesus and to love Jesus because that's his heart for people. Love well. That's my prayer, that's my hope, that's my heart. And by the way, you're saying, I don't know how or if I have the capacity to love well, can I tell you this? The reason why we love well, and I hope it is said, brood dog, and I'm sorry for taking over the whole place and being loud. Sorry, Alexis. I know you had no idea when we showed up, and it was, I know we won't be back again, I'm sorry, but it's all right, we got a building coming over there. You'll probably hear us on Sunday mornings as well. I apologize right now. I apologize, but. We just get excited because of what God has done in our lives. And I guess that was what I'm trying to say. The reason why I pray that people think of this community and they say, I don't know and I don't know what they believe. And I'm not sure I believe that. But I pray that they say, you know what's weird about those people? They'll love and they'll serve you. They'll love and they'll serve you. I don't know if I even like what they believe, but they will love and they'll serve you. And the reason why we love well is because we have been loved well. I'm a different person today because of the grace of God in my life. The reason why I can love well is because God loved me and I didn't deserve it.